The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about that. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from Saturday. So if you didn't get a chance to see that and you'd like to do so, you can do that up until three o'clock this afternoon. That's two hours worth of Bradley Dean. Actually, it's one hour because the second hour was pre-record. So it is one hour. <laughs> but you can watch that SonsOfLibertyMedia.com up until three o'clock, at which time he'll be live. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Um, yeah, if you go over there, you see these. Uh, uh, well, God calls them an abomination. Uh, you'll see that picture. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got there. And then look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and uh, click on that. You can join us in the chat over on Rumble. I'd love to see you over there. we got a lot of friends in there this morning. Good morning, guys. Good to see you guys in there. And, uh, yeah, join us in the chat over there. You can also subscribe to that channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's where we're at on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, all one word. That's our channel. Please subscribe there and help us build that up. And then also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there. Um where Michael Roach and him have given us a place on their platform. We appreciate that very much because they do get a lot of traffic over there. Despite censorship and everything else, they get a ton of traffic over there. So we appreciate them doing that for us. While you're over there, make sure that you sign up for our email uh, newsletter. You get all the articles that we put out each day at sonsoflibertymedia.com, including the morning show archive. So please be sure to set and sign up for that. And uh, those come in your inbox in the afternoon or the evening time once a day. And then if you want our ministry email, you want to know what the Sons of Liberty have done, what they're doing, what they're going to be doing, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up for that right on the front page. That goes out once a week on Saturdays. Be sure to sign up for that as well. All right. Okay. All right. Busy weekend. Um, I got several little things done and I'm just waiting on a couple of uh, additional resources to try to do something that I'm, you know, I've had the stuff and it's getting the time and and other money and and other things to try to accomplish some things, but I did. I was able to put on uh, a 
very inexpensive hydro conversion thing because the gas is just going crazy. I mean, we're spending money like drunken sailors, no offense to drunken sailors, but I mean, we're just, we're, we're spending it on gas, you know, traveling the kids have this going on or we have to go to that or something else has to be delivered or something else like that goes on. So, and many of you are in the same boat. You've seen your gas bill just really go through the roof and uh, it's become a problem. So I got all the stuff on. I'm just waiting for some uh, little flakes that you use in the water to make it a good, strong electrolyte. And hopefully that's going to help uh, save us quite a bit of money uh, each month. If I'm, if my calculations are correct, we might get 70 or 80 miles more per tank. I'm hoping that's what I'm figuring. That's on the low end, uh, for using the, um, the hydro conversion thing. And it's on, it wasn't very expensive. Um, but we're, I'm putting it in myself. So I got everything working as far as I know. <laughs> so we'll see how that works. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it turns out. In any case, one of the things that, um, you know, we're coming down to the end of June and we've we've largely taken time, both Bradley and myself, to take time to to expose what this whole Pride Month is about. And most people who listen to this show already know. Okay. So I can tell you that for the most part, this is just ammunition for you if you want to use it uh in the public square to share with friends exactly what's going on. I know many of you who listen to the show would agree with what we put out. Some of you don't, and that's fine. You know, I, I've had some people listen um, who are open sodomites and lesbians and the like. I They've written about it. Uh, they want to say I'm unloving, uh, hateful, blah, 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 and they're offended and blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is, what have we held, what, what have we held forward? We've held forth the Word of God, the Bible. I didn't write it. Existed long before I was here. It'll be lo- here long after I'm gone. Okay, we've referenced the Constitution, we've referenced state law, we've referenced state constitutions, we've we've referenced the history uh, that is tied with the entire abomination of sodomy, of the transdelusionals, those who who are men who dress as women, women who dress as men, cut off body parts, doing all that stuff. We've addressed that many times. And today's going to be no different, except in this case, um, what we've got going on is we had a pride parade over the weekend. And uh, part of the issue is that in that parade, they actually told you what they're doing. And we're going to reference history, the laws, especially there in New York. I'm going to reference that this morning. We're also going to reference the fact that we were warned about this decades ago. Decades ago, we were warned about it. Um, of course, they played it off as though it was um, satire, but we were warned about it decades ago. So let me see if I can cue this up. I didn't get a chance to hit these buttons, so just going to see if we can back that up, back this up just a little bit. And what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to get them to where and I apologize. I was I was setting some some things up, and I didn't get to set the um, the volume for these. So just bear with me just a second, and I'm going to have these videos. This happened in New York. Okay, um, let me just read to you from the New York Post. LGBTQ activists 
participating in New York's annual drag march on Friday sparked outrage for chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it so that you hear them. This isn't made up. We're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. In Manhattan Park, the marchers, many wearing flamboyant dresses and clothing, walked through Tompkins Square Park in the East Village Friday night as part of City's Pride Month celebration. Now, I mean, you just got to understand, in New York, to engage in this kind of behavior, and it is behavior. It's not a lifestyle. It's a behavior. To engage in this kind of behavior could result in a death penalty. Not too long ago. Video of the march shows people laughing and joining in with the cheeky chant, including one dancing topless woman. Others can be heard chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're not going shopping. The festive marchers continued, ended, is that what, con continued, ended their march. I don't know who wrote that. Uh, their march at the iconic Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. The controversial chant incensed conservatives who condemned the marchers as the video spread on social media. Should have been con condemned by the law. It's what it should be. But the boys in blue, I, I want to know where you NYPD guys are up there. Huh? Where are you enforcing the law? Yeah, you you want respect, don't you? You want that thin blue line to be elevated. You want to be looked at as though you're good guys. Where are you at dealing with these people who are violating the law? Huh? What a joke, the thin blue line. There is no line with this. They're not stopping these people. They're not stopping them. Yeah, yeah, I get mad at it when we're propagandized with those guys. I, I really do. This movement grooms minors to have mastectomies and castration and fuels a multi-billion dollar medical child abuse industry. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted in response to the clip. Well, she's exactly right. That's true. That is what they do. She added, pass the Protect Children's Innocent Act. Let kids be kids. I, I don't know what all is in that, so I don't know that I can sit here and get all fully behind it. Maybe there's some good things in there. I don't know. Um... But the states already have laws in place over this. My goodness, we've already been over this. The states already have laws in place to deal with these people. We don't need that. We already have them. Attorney Jenna Ellis, who briefly was a member of former President Donald Trump's legal team, tweeted, remember that thing they said they totally are not doing? That's right. That's right. But that doesn't mean anything because we know Donald Trump has been advancing the whole agenda too. Yeah, I'm going to play that video again for people who haven't seen it about Donald Trump. And so many people still behind that guy think he's different than the ones pushing this stuff. This is what evil looks like, said conservative podcaster Graham Allen. Many online users pointed out that the chant was more than likely a joke in response to accusations of pedophilia among the drag community from the right. It's not accusations of pedophilia among the drag community. It's documented. It's Bradley had one, and I had seen it too, a mention of it on Saturday, of uh, one of these transvesti. I call them just transvestites. They're transdelusionals, transgressors. Uh, I like that term that Ben, uh, Captain Ben used. But 
this guy had, had murdered several people and was going to jail. Now, look, that happens among heterosexuals and any, all kinds of other people, too. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, when you see these, these drag queens doing their little provocative readings and dancings and all this other, and shame on parents for taking their kids to these things, but you'll see they specifically target the little kids who they interact with. The intention is to provoke, said one user who disagreed. Sadly, this will continue to, well, you know, there's, there's certain ways you can provoke people, and one of them is not to target their children. <laughs> that is a no-no. You can say what you want to about me. You start going down this road with my kids, that's a whole different thing. Sadly, this will continue to determine the view of the gay community who fought so hard to be accepted. This will not be accepted, another wrote. New York City will cap off its Pride Month celebrations with its massive annual parade on Sunday, that was yesterday, to commemorate the 1969 Stonewall Riots, a pivotal movement in the American LGBTQ community's history. Now, I'm going to show you these, and we'll go back through some, some older videos, just so you remember who's doing what here, okay? Now, this first one here is where they're doing the chant. And some of you can already see, if you're watching by way of the video platform, you can already see just some of the ridiculousness of what these people look like, okay? Um, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But this is going on out here, out in the open, and there's quite a crowd out here. Now, I realize they're a small percentage of the large population, but you got to understand, this is New York. New York has, just New York City alone has millions of people, right? So here is the first video, and here's where they're giving the chant. Check this out. Okay, so they're not going shopping. They're coming for your children. That's what they said. Now, some people can make up what they want to and say, well, they're really not doing that. They're, they're, they're doing this to provoke the people who are out there doing all these things. But we're going to get to that in just a second. There's a couple more videos here just so you kind of get the picture of the people who came out and were supporting this. And it really is pretty incredible. Check this one out. For those who are, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit. For those of you on the radio, they've got a big sign up here. One guy leading is dressed like a woman. He's got blood all over his face. I don't know what that was about. Then you've got uh, this guy who looks like he ought to be in the cantina in Star Wars. Um, the guy with blood on his face has got some kind of dress on it says, Stop the War on Drag. I mean, seriously, some of them, the way they're dressed or lack thereof, uh, should probably fall under some kind of public indecency laws, but I understand that those are going the way of the dinosaur in New York City as well. Nevertheless, and you got some ugly men. I mean, you just got some ugly men out there wearing dresses, got their beards on. I mean, it's, it's truly perverse. truly perverse, all right? 
Uh, and I got one more I'm going to play here. This is where the, these people are. I mean, boy, they got this guy out there. And the people are just re repeating everything this guy says. Oh, this is a circle of protection and blah, blah, blah. Check this out. This is our ring of protection. This is our ring of protection. Need a safe space. Okay, so you get the idea. They're, they're getting the crowd into all this stuff. Played the first one there. I read to you from the New York Post all, um, report on that as far as what they were doing. And uh, one of the interesting things is, is how they're, you know, they're trying to play it off and say, oh, well, they're just responding, you know, by being provocative, blah, 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 blah. And they're trying to tone it down what they said about they're here, they're queer, they're coming for your children. And um, I, I want you to understand that decades ago, these reprobates, the ones before them, said that's exactly what they were going to do. Now, I played this for you before, but I think it, it works out better if I play this. This is one of Bradley's videos that he did on this, where they it was entered into the congressional record what their plans were for children and young men. Okay. And here's what they said. This is a video that uh, Bradley did some some time back. It's on what's called the Homosexual Manifesto by Michael Swift. Check it out. Hold on. We're ugh, dummy me has the uh, I was setting it up. And as I was doing that, I muted it. So hang on just a second. All right, here we go. This is the Gay Manifesto by Michael Swift, first published in Gay Community News, February 15th through the 21st in 1987. It is also reprinted in the congressional record. This is what it states. We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all your male clubs, in your house of Congress, whenever men are with men together, your sons shall become our minions and do our biddings. They will be recast into our image. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation shall be passed, which engenders love between men. All homosexuals stand together as brothers. We shall triumph only when we present a common face to the vicious heterosexual enemy. If you dare to cry faggot, it states, very queer at us, we will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead, puny bodies. We will unmask the powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals. 
You will be shocked and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons, your industrialists, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your civic leaders, your priests are not the safe, familiar heterosexual figures you assume them to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Be careful when you speak of homosexuals because we are always among you. We may be sitting across the desk from you. We may be sleeping in the same bed with you. All churches who condemn us will be closed. Our only gods are handsome young men. For us, too much is not enough. All males who insist on remaining stupidly heterosexual will be tried in homosexual courts of justice and will become invisible men. We shall rewrite history, history filled and debased with your heterosexual lies and distortions. We shall be victorious because we are filled with the ferocious bitterness of the oppressed who have been forced to play seemingly bit parts in your dumb heterosexual shows throughout the age. We too are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution. Tremble, hetero swine, when we appear before you without our masks. Have you heard or read this article before? Why not? Well, the reason you haven't, uh, you're certainly not going to hear this in the mainstream, that's for sure. The reason you haven't is because then they would be exposed for what they're doing. And that's part of what we do here at the Sons of Liberty. If you think I like playing any of this or showing you any of this stuff, you are out of your mind. You're just, I, I, I'm embarrassed to show it. I'm embarrassed to show it. I'm embarrassed to talk about some of the things I have to talk about to expose what's going on, not to scare you, not to push you back in the corner and you go, well, there's nothing we can do with well, the Bible said this is going to be. No, it doesn't. The Bible says that Jesus has all authority on, in heaven and on earth, and he told his disciples to go make disciples of, of the nations, right? He didn't say, you sit back in fear and just things are going to happen the way they're going to happen because it's written. That's not what he said. And Christians have to get it through their head. Jesus is not some theoretical king now and going to be a real king in the future. No, he's a real king now. And he's already commanded his subjects, his people, that's you and me who name his name, he's already called us to go and to expose it and to deal with it. And in this country, unlike many, the people are supposed to be the government. That's what it's supposed to be. I understand we've lost our way. I understand that you know we've given up our birthright in many ways out of our ignorance, but it's time that we learn how to deal with this. Why do you think I have people like Dave Jose on? He's got the stuff down. He spent the time. He can teach the people how they can bring it about. If that's what you want to do, if, you, if you're happy putting out your memes on social media, somebody's asked me the other day, well, did you see this? No, I just, I don't scroll through social media. It, it, it's like once a month, if I'm bored sitting somewhere waiting on something, I might do that. But I just usually don't do that. I wouldn't be on any of it. <laughs> If I didn't have to be on it. But I want you to recall, though, what I was reading in the, um, in the New York Post article on what happened on Friday was <clears throat> you had this response here from Jenna Ellis, an attorney for 
Donald Trump, saying, remember that thing they said they're totally not doing? Remember how Donald Trump put himself up? He was trying to get all the transgenders out of the military and blah, 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 all this. Yet he was hosting, you know, the trans delusionals down there at Mar-a-Lago. And there was another, there's another property he has down there, I think, too. That he was hosting them at. One of the guys was, uh, I want to say Ricky Rebel. I want to say that was what the guy's name was. He was the one heading up everything because we did a story on it. You know, he's he's the one who was the sexual predator on women. He's the one that tried to pay off a lot of women, pay them off for their silence so they wouldn't tell you his engagements with them before the presidential election. It wasn't something that happened way back there in the early 2000s or the 1990s or any of that. It was something going on in 2016 that he was paying these ladies off to keep quiet so that you wouldn't find out what he was doing. And here's what's amazing to me. The people today who will defend people like Trump, defending people like this and doing the things he's doing, they were having herds of cows back in the 1990s when Bill Clinton was desecrating the Oval Office with Monica Lewinsky. Now they cheer that stuff on if the guy has their political jersey on. What a bunch of hypocrites. What a bunch of hypocrites. And I've played this before. But I'm going to play it because it goes in with this, because this is what you have. You have the conservatives saying all these things, but they don't do anything. Now, Green's got this bill up, and who knows what's in that thing. I haven't read it. But she's got this bill up. I don't know what's in there, but the state laws already condemn this kind of behavior. So I don't know why we need to write more laws. It's kind of like Trey Gowdy years ago when he stood up and said, we need a law about, I forget what it was. But the, the law was already in place. Was doing nothing more than grandstanding. It's kind of like the convention of states people. Oh, we want to we want to have this, and we want to write law for, you know, all these kinds of things. You you already have law for that. The law you're going to write is making legal what's already unlawful now. This is Richard Grinnell. Now this guy is an open sodomite. Donald Trump appointed him as ambassador to Germany. He is quote unquote married, nonsense to another man. He, Donald Trump made him head of national intelligence. He's now working with the Republican Party to advance the sodomite agenda of that they have certain rights that are special rights that other people don't have. By the way, the sodomites have the same rights we do. Same rights. They can get married, but they have to marry somebody of the opposite sex. That's the same rights we have. This is Richard Grinnell on Donald Trump. Because I know a lot of people are continually worshiping this guy, thinking he's the Messiah, thinking, oh, they'll tell you, I don't think he's the Messiah. Jesus is my Savior. Trump is my president. They'll tell you that stuff, but you watch. What comes out of their mouth more? Is it about Jesus or is it about Donald Trump? This is uh, Richard Grinnell on Donald Trump being the most gay president in U.S. history. Listen to this. President Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. I can prove it. My name is Rick Grinnell. I'm America's first openly gay cabinet member. As a United States Senator, Joe Biden said gay people couldn't receive security clearances because we would be a security risk. Joe must have been terrified when Donald Trump appointed me as acting director of national intelligence. The fact that I'm gay didn't even phase Donald Trump. Joe Biden certainly didn't congratulate the appointment or even acknowledge it. 
but his silence was deafening. President Trump has done more to advance the rights of gays and lesbians in three years than Joe Biden did in 40 plus years in Washington. For four decades, Joe Biden has attacked the LGBT community. As a U.S. Senator, Biden supported Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the Defense of Marriage Act. Biden voted to cut off federal funds to any school that teaches acceptance of homosexuality. Biden said again and again that he was against marriage equality. Senator, do you support gay marriage? No. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And now, well, now that we've made progress, Joe Biden has changed his mind. I know firsthand that President Trump is the strongest ally that gay Americans have ever had in the White House. Donald Trump is the first president in American history to be pro-gay marriage from his first day in office. President Trump knew I was gay when he appointed me to one of the most prestigious and powerful ambassadorships in the world. As ambassador to Germany, President Trump fully supported our fight to crush the homophobic and barbaric Islamic terrorist organization Hezbollah, and the Iranian regime that supports them. While President Trump was denying the homophobic regime money, the Obama-Biden team was giving them billions of dollars. Joe Biden not only admits it, he says he'll do it again in elected president. Would I reinstate the Iran nuclear deal? President Trump began a historic campaign to decriminalize homosexuality around the globe at the United Nations, where he publicly challenged the 69 countries who make being gay a crime to change their laws. My administration is working with other nations to stop criminalizing of homosexuality. Gays and lesbians can be put to death in nine countries just for being who we are. So why did Joe Biden fail to make this issue a priority all right, just a, just a quick thing here. This is not about being who you are. This is about a behavior. This is about a behavior. It's kind of like saying the murderer is saying, well, they're going to put me to death because I was just who I was. Or the rapist being put to death because, well, I was just being who I was. Or the kidnapper being put to death and and it's, well, I'm just being who I was. This is the same stuff. It's the same stuff. In his more than 40 years in Washington, he's never answered this question. This is why I believe we need President Trump in office for another four years. And I'm certainly not the only one. There are millions of patriotic gay Americans who are sick of being told to sit down and shut up by those who want to control us. Those who are afraid of our voice. Those who want to keep equality a partisan issue. They tell us our opinions don't matter because we don't subscribe to their groupthink. They try and bully us into silence. But in my experience, proud gay people don't like to be silent. They like to be loud. Yesterday's champions of diversity are today's intolerance. Well, I love this country and I'm not going to be silent. There are tens of thousands of gay conservatives just like me. There's nothing conservative about sodomy. Be nothing. Gay people don't have to vote Democrat because Donald Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. Okay, so I, I put that out again. Yeah, I know I played it a couple of times. I know Bradley's played it a couple of times. I do it not for you guys who have seen it. I do it for the people who haven't seen it. 
I never know when we're going to have new listeners or new viewers. So I, I don't like to oftentimes repeat a bunch of stuff unless I give some time in between it. But with it being the month it is, this is why we're hitting it. It's in your face. And if we're just talking about anything and everything around, but what's right in, in your face, well then, isn't that being cowardly? Like I said, I don't like talking about this stuff. I'd much rather talk about other things. I'd like to talk about how we can get back to living the way we used to live. Providing for ourselves. talking, Doing shows where we're talking about, hey, how do we get back to growing our own food? How do we get back to... How can we, you know, do some things where we produce our own electricity, where we don't have to be dependent upon, you know, a power company? How can we do things where we learn to take care of ourselves, our own health? Yeah, let's do those kinds of things. Let's go back to the old paths. Let's learn God's ways that way. I'd rather do shows like that. But when these people are coming out and they've been telling us they're going after our children and now they're walking down the streets of New York City saying, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. That needs to be dealt with too. No, it's not cowardly to do that. Dude, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. The Bible says that we expose these things, we expose the works of darkness, so that we can deal with them. So that we can deal with them. And instead, what happens? Well, people want, they want all kinds of knowledge. They get all kinds of knowledge from a, a ton of shows, and they don't do anything about it. You never see them at a protest. You never see them go and demand and instruct their servants the way we were talking about with Dave Jose. You never see them do anything. They just show up on social media to give you their opinion. They don't do. They say they don't do. They never do. And then they put forth what they think is important, which sometimes it's, it is, sometimes it isn't. So how is this gonna how is this gonna fare out? Well, let me just point you back that we we watch these videos from from New York, and I've read these to you before. But here is the law from New York: what it used to be um, for sodomy, that the detestable and abominable vice of buggery or sodomy shall be from henceforth a judged felony. And that every person being thereof convicted by verdict, confession, or outlawry, which is unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, shall be hanged by the neck until he or she be dead. That was New York. That's what the law used to be there to deal with these people. You know? And uh, you're watching it, obsolete man. I'm not going to go back and forth with you, dude. If you don't like what you're hearing and seeing, then go somewhere else, man. If it's that offensive to you, that's that bothersome. Go go somewhere else. Um, we also know that uh, William Blackstone wrote in his book, the book of book, ugh, fourth of public wrongs of offenses against the persons or individuals, chapter fifteen. Here's what he writes about what goes on there. What has been here observed, which ought to be the more clear in, pro in proportion as the crime is the more detestable, may be applied to another offense of a still deeper malignity, the infamous crime against nature, committed either with man or beast, 
but it is an offense of so dark a nature that the accusation should be clearly made out. I will not act so disagreeable part to my readers as well as myself as to dwell any longer upon a subject, the very mention of which is a disgrace to human nature. It will be more eligible to intimate or to imitate in this respect the delicacy of our English law, which treats it in its very indictments as a crime not fit to be named. And then he uses some uh, Latin language here, which means that horrible sin not to be named among Christians. A taternity observed likewise by the Edict of Constantius and Constance. And then he's got some more stuff here. Here that's in Latin. This says, when that crime is found, which is not profitable to know, we order the law to bring forth to provide justice by force of arms with an avenging sword that the infamous men be subjected to the due punishment, those who are found or those who future will be found in the deed, which leads me to add a word concerning its punishment. And this is, this is tied here uh, with what goes on here as well, that God said his commands, his statutes, and his judgments. It's not just enough to have the law that says, okay, this is bad, this is wrong, this is evil and wicked. It's there's a, there's a just punishment that goes with it. This is why putting people in jail for this doesn't work. Okay? This, this is Blackstone again. This, the voice of nature and of reason and the express law of God determined to be capital of which we have a signal instance long before the Jewish dispensation by the destruction of two cities by fire from heaven, so that this is an universal, not merely a provincial precept. And our ancient law, in some degree, imitated this punishment by commanding such miscreants to be burnt to death, though Flata says they should be burned alive. Either of which punishments was indifferently used for this crime among the ancient Goths, but now the general punishment of all felonies is the fame, namely by hanging, and this offense, being in the times of popery, only subject to ecclesiastical censures, was made single felony by the statute 25 Henry VIII, and felony without benefit of clergy by statute, and the rule of law herein is that if both are arriving at years of discretion, agents, uh, he gives some other stuff there for, uh, in Latin. Okay, so you get it. And those these things were already uh, starting to fade out during even the time of George Washington. And a guy for attempted sodomy there in his army was drummed out of the army. He wasn't hanged, he was drummed out. Now, how does that tie with some of the things that have just passed? Well, I got this from our friend John. John, you'll see him as Sons of Liberty Media in the chat over there on Rumble. But one of the things that you're going to see here is this comes up from Michigan, okay? And this is a new quote-unquote law. It's pretended law, just like our forefathers dealt with out of the king. This law would make hurting someone's feelings punishable by up to five years in prison. Did you get that? This pretended law from the witch up there, Gret Gretchen. I want to call her Gretel. That's what I want to call her. But Gretchen, this is coming from that state there, where this lady, she's already been overturned twice by the Supreme Court. Nobody has done anything. 
uh, about it. So anyway, here's here's what the here's what happened. This is from uh, American Wire News. Chris Donaldson is the author of the article here. During the COVID uh, pandemic, Michigan's authoritarian decrees were some of the harshest in the land. And now the state's ruling Democrats are set to make free speech a crime subject to severe penalties, including prison time for the grave offense of hurting someone's feelings. And maybe the Christians could take and turn this on its head and say, you're hurting our feelings by putting these kinds of laws out there and putting these people in places of prominence in the Sunday. Maybe, maybe you guys could get a shot at that. I don't know. Flip it over on them. Last week, the Michigan House passed the new legislation by a 59 to 50 vote, giving prosecutors sweeping new powers to prosecute, quote unquote, hate speech. By the way, hate speech, unless you're threatening somebody, calling out people's crimes and what they do as abominations and things of that nature is truth speech. And when you're dealing with it specifically, in the area of politics, of the law, and things of that nature, it's political speech. That is primarily what free speech was, the, the First Amendment was written for. It wasn't just so you can run around and say whatever you want to say. It was, it was there specifically to guarantee a free political speech that you could criticize government. Now, obviously, it encompasses more than that, but that was the primary purpose for, for having that. They want to prosecute, quote-unquote, hate speech. No such thing. I just, I, the always vague, vaguely defined term that has been increasingly used to punish and otherwise censored dissent and legitimate political speech in Western society that has, on a global level, become unmoored from traditional values and is drifting even faster into outright totalitarianism. Now, let me, let me make a comment about hate speech. By not speaking the truth here about what what the topic is we're talking about, whether it's drag queens, whether it's the sodomites or whoever it is, or the transdelusionals, speaking the truth about that, pointing to the law, God's commands, his statutes, and his judgments, and to our laws to deal with it, is not hate speech. That is telling the truth. That's telling the truth. The lies are when they say they're not after the children. The hate speech is when they get little kids on YouTube videos to use all kinds of vulgarities. We're talking about little little kids, not, not teenagers. I mean, there's some of those, I think, that were in there. But the little kids, little minors, prepubescent kids, using some of the language they're using on there. That's hateful. That's what's really hateful. Back to this article, it says that totalitarianism has once again reared its head in the Wolverine state and the Democrat majority advancing House Bill 4474, which establishes that even feeling threatened is a crime that could lead to a $10,000 fine and five years behind bars. I wonder if it works the other way around when the sodomites do it. I wonder if that works. I wonder if it works when Gretchen Whitmer makes people feel threatened by sending her thugs, the boys in blue, that thin blue line there that won't stand up for the law in Michigan, but you'll stand for this witch. I I wonder what happens um, when she uses them to threaten people. Does she get fined? Does she get five years in jail? They can't even, they can't even get her out of office when she's violated the state constitution numerous times. Representative Emily Divendorf 
said, we know that at this time in history, extremism is on the rise. Yeah, you people writing stupid laws like that. That's pretty extremist. But also our hate speech has translated into hate actions that put our, our most vulnerable populations at risk. Look, words to people do not take their lives. They don't. They might prick their conscience. They might cut them to the heart. Then we've got um, Michigan State Rep Noah Arbit, who's the bill's sponsor, says, I'm sick of checking for hiding spots at the gay bar should a gunman open fire. Really? <laughs> he must be a sodomite. Sick of checking for hiding spots at the gay bar should a gunman open fire. I I'm sure that when he goes to the gay bar, that's not what he's looking for as a hiding spot. I'm sick of my Chaldean con constituents being murdered in their place of business. What? I'm sick of reading headlines about mosques. I'm sorry, we've got a timer going off in the kitchen, so that's what you hear going on, and I don't, I don't know what's being cooked there. I'm sick of reading headlines about mosques and churches being desecrated. Michigan can be so much better, and it's about time that we were. Well, this law isn't going to stop any of that stuff. That's the whole thing. It's not going to stop it. State Rep uh, Steve Cara, who's a Republican, said threats and violence and things of that nature and protecting against crime is certainly something that we should that we absolutely should be doing in Michigan. But we shouldn't be building that around an individual's feelings or being frightened. I agree. That's exactly right. The only time you can punish something and bring a judgment against it is when there's action. Okay. Scrap the bill. This is not a bill that we need for the state of Michigan. Uh, David Coleman, he's an attorney for the pro-liberty nonprofit Great Lakes Justice Center, warned of the impact. Here's what he told the Epoch Times. Words are malleable. They can be redefined by whoever is in power under the proposed statute intimidate and harass can mean whatever the victim or the authorities want them to mean. The focus is on how the victim feels rather than on a clearly defined criminal act. This is a ridiculously vague and subjective standard. The absence of intent makes no difference under this law. You are still guilty of the crime because the victim felt uncomfortable. They felt uncomfortable. The bill will lead to the prosecution of conservatives, pastors, parents, attending a school board meeting for simply expressing their opposition to the liberal agenda. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly what it will be. Exactly what it will be. Then we've got um, uh, this chick, the drunk lesbian Attorney General Dana Nessel. Michigan will be a safer state for all residents and visitors once these hate crime bills are passed by the Michigan state and signed into law. Well done. Well done. Everybody will be safer. Michigan will be filled with rainbows and unicorns and skittles. You know the direct opposite of that, the opposite of that is what's going on. And how does this tie into, oh, I don't know, a global kind of concept? Well, this is from the United Nations. Again, this was sent to me by John, uh, our friend who often posts in the chat on Rumble. Appreciate that, John. This is from the United Nations. They tweeted this out on the 25th, which is what? Was that yesterday or the Saturday? That was Saturday. I don't even know what day I'm in. No, yesterday, Sunday. 
Hate speech can take many different forms. So where is, where is this concept of hate speech coming from? It's coming outside of the United States. Hate speech can take many different forms, but no matter what it looks like, hate speech has real consequences. Mm. And they've got a megaphone here with a gun uh, <laughs> put in the megaphone. <laughs> uh, I have a question for the United Nations. I have a question for Michigan. If you have uh, a bunch of sodomites and a bunch of abominations, men dressed up as women, going through your streets and saying they're here, they're queer, they're coming for your children, should that be considered as a threat? Sounds like a threat. Sounds like a threat. Why are they not dealing with them? Because they're on their side. That's what they want to keep up. Several people had responded back to the UN's uh, tweet here, which uh, is is rather interesting. I mean, the I, I'm going to tell you this, and we... <laughs> <laughs> there was something that was funny in this. Um, <laughs> there's some guy that put up here. Because, you know, the UN is, is this worldwide entity, right? It got a whopping 815 likes, 356 retweets and such. And this guy put up, Put up the frog of shame. If the frog of shame gets more likes than the original tweet, then your tweet really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was funny. Anyway, but this is where it's coming out from. The United Nations has been led by nothing but Marxists, socialists, and communists. That's all they've been led by. They've never been led by anybody who has any concept of a mindset of liberty. Never. Never. So here's the thing. I have people ask me all the time, and I address this the other day. Well, who are you going to vote for? You show Donald Trump, or you know, he's the best chance we got. He's the best president in U.S. history. The ignorance that's displayed by people like that is just incredible to me. And let me tell you something. If you have anybody who doesn't, first of all, have character that's demonstrated in their own home, you have no business voting for them. Don't give your consent to anybody who doesn't have character that's been demonstrated in their own home with their own wife and their own children. If a guy can't manage his own house, he can't manage the church of God, Paul says. And I'll say he can't manage a county, a city, a town, a state, or a country. He can't. Because he, he doesn't do it in his own home. Why would you put such a man in office expecting him to do for you what you've given him to do when he couldn't even do it in his own home? Why would you do that? The second thing is, any man who runs for office, who, at, who, says, who says that the United Nations needs to stay in place for any reason at all, or we can turn them around, or you know we can do some things, we can take a little bit of money here to get them to do what we want. If you got a guy doing that stuff and doesn't say it needs to go, we need to get them off our soil, we need to be out of the United Nations. If you've got a guy who wants to capitulate with the United Nations, you have no business voting for him, you're part of the problem. Oh, we got to do the lesser of two evils. You do your evil, and the people who want to do what God wants them to do, 
You do the good. You go and do the evil. And you see the recourse of that. Well, but Tim, all we got is the choice between you know, these two guys. Real evil and lesser evil. No, you don't. I showed you you had over 600 people just a couple of months ago who are running for the, the White House now in 2024. Over 600 people. I don't know any of them. I won't be voting for any of them. So it, let me just answer that now. You say, who are you going to vote for? None of, the, none of them. D.C. is so corrupt, there is no way I will put my, I want to give my consent to anybody going up there to D.C. I, I, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to give consent so that that person can go and be a tyrant over my neighbors either. But here we are. Here's the U.N. And then what's Whitmer and the, the legislature up there in Michigan doing? Following lockstep right behind what the U.N. is promoting. And what are they advancing? The sodomite agenda. In fact, wasn't it Whitmer? I think I did an article on this during the pandemic, where she wanted the churches closed, but she was opening sodomite bars. Yep. Yep. St same thing. Earlier this year, um, Bradley had written a, an article titled, titled, I'm still waiting for my apology, sodomites. Teachers caught grooming children on camera. Included this from the Antichrist himself, Pope Francis. God welcomes pedophiles into his heavenly kingdom. God loves pedophiles. Hmm. Not what Jesus said. Cause one of these little ones to stumble. And again, I'm drawing application out of it because I don't think he had pedophilia in mind, but the application works. It's better to Take a millstone and tie it around that guy's neck. Throw him into the sea rather than to do the others. And we're seeing it all across the board. It's happening in a variety of ways. I mean, now we got, now it's just a common thing that's going on, not just with the Sodomites, but with the teachers and their students. The perversion of their minds. Isn't this what God said he would turn us over to if we... Departed wickedly from him. Yep, he said he would turn the nation into hell. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing all of that stuff come right to the surface. What's the answer? The answer is to repent. The answer is to repent of this. And then for those who see it for what it is, to start bringing swift justice upon the heads of these wicked people. And we'll see it turned around. Until then, we're not. Bradley, be with you at 3. Lord willing, we'll talk to you in the morning, 6 a.m. See you.